Welcome to the Bill Kelly Podcast. I'm Bill Kelly. A former City of Hamilton employee with ties to the white supremacists has been let go. What are the ramifications? Well, we'll talk about it. Also, the Ontario government is going to be adding more trips to the West Harbor GO station coming up very soon. And the new school year is just weeks away and negotiations will soon begin with high school teachers and the government of Ontario. The Bill Kelly Podcast starts now. Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Uh, CBC is reporting today that uh, Mark Lemire, uh, who is the, uh, st- well, we think still staff employee, could be a former employee right now, uh, who has been on paid leave for the last little while for uh, obviously his ties to white supremacist groups, uh, will not be returning to work according to uh, what CBC is reporting today. Uh, but that's about all they're talking about. Uh, City Hall is being tight-lipped about that, about whether he was uh, fired or whether he has uh, voluntarily decided to step aside. We don't know what's going on. But you're getting into that whole realm about dismissal uh, and and the ramifications of that. And to try to explain some of that for us, uh, we're pleased to welcome back to the program Lior Sanfiro, partner in Sanfiro to Markin LLP. Because uh, uh, c- this is all about the, the, the dealings with law and employment law, and it can get a little tricky sometimes. And sometimes the sorts of things we want to see happen are uh, not necessarily going to happen because of the law. Lior, thank you for the time. It's great to have you with us again today. Thanks for having me on. Now, I know you can't get into specifics about this, but uh, we can talk about this in a general basis, about uh, dismissal, firing, that sort of thing, and, and who's got rights and who doesn't have rights like this. Uh, uh, and, and I guess there's a couple of different ways we can approach this. Uh, given the fact that this individual was on paid leave, obviously the employer, in this case the city of Hamilton, uh, seemed to have a concern about him or his employment. I mean, I guess let's try to put it in that context. Uh, can you Can you outright fire a guy for something like that? So the, the reality is, though, that an individual can be let go for any, any reason pretty much at any time uh, as long as the, the employer is willing to pay compensation. Now, what they can't necessarily do is let him go for cause, which means he did something so bad, so terrible, that they can now let him go without any compensation. The issue here is this, that this alleged behavior, based on, on what we know and what we've read, predates his employment and unless they found during their investigation that that he was involved directly and during office hours in conduct that breached their expectations that breached their code of conduct they're going to have a very difficult time to rely on on conduct reprehensible as it may be that happened years before before he was an employee that didn't impact his job performance they're going to have a difficult time to rely on that as just cause so if they want him gone they're going to have to pay him out. How difficult is it to prove uh, cause, to say this is a legitimate reason, we don't think we should compensate this individual? That's a, that's a pretty high bar to reach, isn't it? It is an extremely high bar, and in the employment law field, we refer to it as the capital punishment of the employment relationship because it's reserved for the worst offenders. So the fact that someone may have done something wrong does not necessarily at all mean that they can be let go for cause. It would have to be something uh, that's so bad that makes continued employment impossible. And usually the conduct would have to be such that that it happens during work hours or that it directly impacts the job as opposed to something that uh, happens completely unrelated to work. And in this case, you know, no one is going to disagree that the conduct is, is, is one that most of us will find offensive or the, the uh, alleged acts were ones that we don't approve of. But unless they can show that now it makes continued employment impossible, it's not going to properly be grounds 
for termination for cause. Okay, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here for a second. If that, in fact, that's the, the, the tactic the city is taking here. Uh, could you, the the employee, uh, in this case, Mr. Lemire, not come back and say, well, look, you knew what I was when you hired me. Why is it all of a sudden a problem? And, and yeah, he absolutely can, and, and that, to the extent that the city wanted to rely on just cause, that's another argument that he would have as to why that, that doesn't hold any water. But the city can simply say, well, now that we understand the, the extent of your involvement, or now that we, uh, you know, we have more information, we decide that it's unacceptable. But keeping in mind that they don't even have to do that. They can simply say, we've decided because today is Friday to let you go. And as long as you're prepared to pay him what they owe him, and you know, given his tenure, it could be substantial, then they're legally entitled to do that. Yeah, this guy's been employed, as we mentioned, for quite some time here for the city of Hamilton, and which raises an awful lot of questions. Uh, do you start a negotiation with something like that, or is there a, a, a template that you follow just to decide on what compensation might be available? So the first question that uh, the city would have to consider, or the first issue is, did he sign an employment agreement at some point during his tenure? And the reason for that is the employment agreement, if, if the city did its job, may specify what he'd, he would be owed. And it could actually substantially limit his entitlement. So it may not be a huge cost if he signed an employment agreement limiting his entitlements. If he did not, then at that point, we, they have to look at a number of factors, his age, his position, the length of his employment, his future employability, and on that basis, uh, assess an, an appropriate amount. And yes, usually, usually there's a negotiation here. So they would say, we'll pay you X, and him or his lawyer will, will engage and ask for more. And in the vast majority of cases, these matters can resolve quietly and privately without any legal intervention. Uh, and that's what usually happens. But the first question is, did he sign an employment agreement? And if he did, how much or how does that limit his entitlements? Would that, in, uh, uh, that would not be common knowledge then. That would not be a public document then if it's an employment agreement. That, is, that would be confidential, wouldn't it? It would, yes. The, the, the actual agreement and the terms of the agreement are, are not going to be public knowledge. It's not going to be something that the public will know about. Uh, and, and it's between the employer, the city, and, uh, and this individual. Exactly. Uh, again, as I say, we don't know the specifics of what's going on in this case here with the city of Hamilton, with this individual, Lior, but uh, it, let's, again, talk about this in a, in a more generic sense. Uh, this is a high-profile case for obvious reasons, and it has made the news. Uh, the, you know, Separation or agreements and, and, and employments and firings, etc., oftentimes don't make the news because they're, you know, they, they're commonplace. They happen every day. As as the legal aspect to this, do you handle it differently because it's a high-profile case? I mean, there's always going to be people that say, what's going on? How much is this guy getting? What about this? What's the payout going to be? It's it, this, It's got to be a rather complicated process, but at the same time, there's, a, as you know, a demand from the public here to say, we need to find out. And, and especially when this guy works for, for the city, the city has to consider the public perception and then look at it from a public relations standpoint, where if this was... Uh, a different private sector organization that the public doesn't know about, uh, and this guy is, uh, you know, not is a small cog in that machine. Even though the employer may find the behavior reprehensible, they may may choose not to terminate his employment. Whereas an organization such as uh, the city, they can't afford that. Legalities aside, and and payments aside, they have to make a move here because the, the public perception is such that they cannot continue to employ this person. And of course, they are going to be concerned about messaging. What does it mean that we, we have to pay him? But that's where the law comes in and, and ties their hands. 
Now, one of the issues, and, and you, said, you said this right at the top, is will this person resign? So I think it's important to make the, the, the point here is that it may not matter if he resigns. And if the city goes to him and says to him, you have two options, uh, sir. You can either resign or we let you go. If he as a result says, well, I'll, I'll take option one, I'll resign. In the eyes of the law, that is still a termination because it's his employer that's decided he's no longer going to be working there. If he was given the option to continue working or to resign and he chose to resign, that is a resignation. But if his options are to be fired or to resign, the law considers that to be a termination. He would still be owed compensation here. And we are probably looking for him north of a year's pay. And yet one of the considerations here is the fact that given the fact that this did get a lot of publicity, is this guy now going to be employable? It's likely not. Not too many people are, are probably going to hire him when they can Google his name and find out more about him. And the, the reality is that that has an upwards impact on his entitlements because he's less employable, because he's going to take longer to find another job than someone else would. He actually may be additional and more compensation from, from the city. So all these things have to be considered by the city when they make their decision. How significant would that additional compensation be? I mean, if, if, if as you mentioned, uh, Leo, the template is, uh, like you say, a year's salary. Uh, but they say, yeah, but I'm never going to get another job. Look what you guys have done to me. Uh, how does that impact that, that, that final figure? It, it could absolutely double it. it really? It really could. Uh, if, if in a situation where someone has become essentially uh, unemployable, when, uh, and I think this person probably is, uh, again, I don't, I don't know about his specific circumstances, but it appears to me that that's the case, he could be owed what we, we usually refer to as the maximum when, uh, when it comes to termination of employment, which is two years' pay. It wouldn't be surprising for me if this person is owed that, and uh, if he was offered any less, perhaps he or his counsel may choose to, to pursue that to get that compensation. So that is potentially the, the, the cost, the liability here for the city, as much as two years' pay. Do any of these actually end up going to court? Or do they always, most of the time anyway, try to get another court settlement? It is 99% of the time the case that matters settle outside the court, and usually well before it goes in front of a judge. It is really in situations where a uh, matter is complex and the parties have very different ways of viewing things that matters go to court. I would be extremely shocked if this matter went within, a, within 100 feet of a courtroom. Legally, it's not a complex matter. There's obviously other uh, you know, public relations, or, uh, relations and public policy issues, but legally it's not a complex issue. So it is going to settle. We may or may not know how much he was paid, but it is going to settle and he will get paid. There's really no upside to going to court and making this a public fight, is there? No, there's no, nothing to be gained for anyone here, not to mention the fact, from a public relations standpoint, not, the, not to mention that it increases costs to everyone. So that there's really nothing to gain, a lot to lose, which is why these matters settle, as will this, I'm sure. Now, you mentioned cost. Obviously, uh, you know, lawyers are going to be involved in this negotiation. Uh, that idea about settling, uh, does that include costs? I mean, or does each party just pay their own side on this? Or, or do, does one say, well, you know what, uh, you got to pay my lawyer, too? In virtually every settlement, there is a component of compensation for costs for, for in, in employment matters for the employee or the employee's lawyer. It's part of a negotiation. It certainly does not have to be. The parties can agree to settle on whatever basis they, they uh, feel is appropriate. But in every settlement almost, and you know, I'm going to say 90% plus, there is some component of compensation for legal fees. 
and the earlier in the process the matter settle, the, the smaller that component is going to be, which, again, bodes well for the parties wanting to resolve this soon before legal fees escalate to uh, an unmanageable level. Lior, is this uh, negotiation uh, and these, these conversations at this point strictly between the city of Hamilton and, and the legal representation for Lemire? Uh, the reason I'm asking, because there's, there's an, an extraneous element to this, uh, he was outed essentially by a news source, by Vice News. Uh, that's really the, it wasn't the city that said, hey, by the way, we've got something going on here. Uh, so there, there was a factor involved in here which actually shone the light on this. Uh, it, again, hypothetically, the, the the lawyers who are representing Mr. Lemire in a case like this, do you look at them and say, this is all because of you, and do you make them a, a, a liable party as well? Well, to the extent that, that his outing or has to do with, with facts, things that, that are true, things that he did, then there's legally nothing wrong with that. Obviously, if they were spreading rumors and falsehoods about, about him, if he was being defamed, then clearly there would be a cause of action against those that did it. But in this situation, the fact that you know certain facts that were otherwise available or could be available if proper uh, sought uh, became to light, it doesn't doesn't give anyone additional liability. It's simply now a matter between the city and him or his counsel to determine his status. And we've already read that he's not coming back to work. So it comes down to what is now the the, the price tag. What he will he be paid for the city making a decision that he's no longer going to be working there. Liar, as always, thanks so much. Uh, an awful lot of questions, and, and as we mentioned, not so many answers coming from anybody involved in this, and it's always great to get your perspective on this. Appreciate the time today. My pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Liar Sanfiro, of course, partner at uh, Sanfiro to Mark and LLP.